0: Lord, we thank you for allowing us in your presence this morning. Lord, I would like to review something I believe would be helpful, maybe interesting to your people. It is the question of why is it that you rode the donkey into the city of Jerusalem. Consider the fact that you've been walking for more than a week to come to there, to come to Jerusalem. But as you grew near the city, you sent the disciples into a village called Bethphage. To was that located near the Mount of Olives, <clears throat> and you told them to get get the two donkeys there, and and the Spirit of God came upon the person who owned the donkeys and let them go when the disciples spoke the word you gave them to speak. But it's interesting that the name of the place is the House of the Unripe figs. The name, of course, the first part of its two part word, Beth. <clears throat> has the meaning, a familiar meaning, which means house, temple, or place. While the second part of the name comes from the noun paga, which mm-hmm. means unripe fig. And it's very true, and that's what happened when you came into the city. The next morning, the fig tree was unripe. It did not produce any fruit. Even at the last day, Lord, you came into the city one morning, and the next morning you came in, And that's when you you came to the young pig tree in that area at Mount of Olives. And what happened? You cursed that young pig tree on that second morning. But the first morning, you sent in and got the donkey from there. Now, I have a question for the people is this. Why did you ride a donkey, a colt? Yes, it was foretold in Zechariah 9.9, but you do all things in the way of the words of God. And you're doing all the works. And nothing is more important than you coming to the city of your people. And Lord, the fig tree is symbolic of the nation of Israel, of your kingdom, of your nation of people. It's supposed to be the fig tree. But Lord, we know that they failed to receive you. And in Matthew 21, 43 and 44, you warned them that week that they would lose the kingdom. It'd be taken away from them and given to a nation. And Paul tells it's going to be the Gentiles. It's going to be of the Gentiles, but also, dear Lord, that remnant will join it. It'll be the nation of your people that you're going to come and, and give the kingdom to at this last day. The kingdom was taken away from the house of Israel at that time, and people today just still ignore that message. Yes, they're going to get it back, and yes, a remnant is going to be blessed mainly. But you said in Ezekiel 36, you're very angry with the people because they've, they have not, they've defiled your name wherever it went. And it's interesting, the wording that they utilize when you come in that day in John 12, it says in verse 12, it says, The next day a great multitude that had come to the feast, when they heard that Jesus was coming to Jerusalem, this was the morning of the first day of the week, they took branches of palm trees and went out to meet him, and cried out, Hosanna, blessed is he who comes in the name of the Lord, the King of Israel. The king of Israel, the words are found in the power of his words, which is in their testaments, Ecclesiastes 8.4. It's the same problem that Saul had when you came to him, changed his name to Paul. Lord, you told him, why is he stumbling against the goads? And you tell us in Ecclesiastes 12.11 that the goads are the words of the one shepherd. But I ask this. It goes on and it says this. It says, Then Jesus, when he had found a young donkey, sat on it, and as it is written, fear not, daughter of Zion. Behold, your king is coming, sitting on a donkey's colt. That's from Zachariah nine nine, which finishes this way: He is just in having salvation, lowly and riding on a donkey, a colt, the foal of a donkey, <clears throat> the young colt, never been ridden. But the problem of it is, he was never taught. See, the, the, the Lord never changes his ways. And he came riding on a donkey. What does the symbol of the donkey mean? I've explained this many times in the writings that the symbol of the donkey is symbolic of the carrier of the words. Why did he have to ride the donkey coming in? He was coming in as a king of their people, but the only one was an unripe fig because none of the people, not even his disciples, had discerned the words of God to that point. Jesus had spoken to the disciples the words, had given them the words, and he told them they did not know it yet, but they would receive it when the Helper came to them. And they would remember all things. And he tells us in Luke twenty four forty four and 45, that after he had breathed upon them the Holy Spirit upon his return from heaven, and he told them to receive the Holy Spirit, the Spirit of truth, then he was able to speak to them his words, and they received them, and did what? They were able to understand the scriptures. Our problem today is the scriptures are written in parables of his words throughout the whole entire Bible and we do not discern his words. It's why the, the Jewish rabbis will admit that they do not know the entirety of the meanings of the laws that are recorded in the book of Moses. They don't understand them. They don't discern them. But yet they're supposed to be ready and they keep, you know, even today, you'll hear messages today about Tishbab, and you're going to hear that they will say they're waiting on the Messiah to come riding on a donkey, but it hasn't happened. Why is that? Well, the truth is it has happened. See, the donkey is the carrier of the words. And there was nobody who would receive the words of God at that time. Carry the words. And you see in Isaiah 1, that, that wording that he uses in there about the ox, his people being the ox, which is the shepherds, the leaders, the rabbis, they're like the ox. And the people are the donkeys, the ones that are supposed to hear the word and receive it. And the Lord said he would come this time as a donkey. He never changes his ways. So he's coming this time, like he says in Malachi three one. Very clearly it states there an interesting statement. It's, Behold, I send my messenger, and he will prepare the way before me. And the Lord whom you seek will come suddenly to his temple, his house, which is the, the temple is symbolic of the heavens. He's going to take control of the heavens and rule over the people on the earth. Even the messenger of the covenant, that's him. But he's going to send the donkey first. Didn't you hear I will send my messenger. He's going to bring forth a donkey, a carrier of the words. He's going to give the words. And that person will speak the words and make them known ahead of the messenger coming. And that's already been done. Because the knowledge of the words, like he says in Zechariah, I mean, Hebrews 10, 24 to 31 and 26 and 27 of those. Hebrews 10, it tells you that the words have been received at this time. The day of the Lord, the words have been received. And you can tell that this is coming at this time because we've already entered the morning of the day of the Lord. And he tells us in Malachi 3.2, let me finish uh, uh, Malachi 3.1. It says, Behold, I, will sa- I send my messenger, he will prepare the way before me. And the Lord whom you seek will suddenly come to His temple. Even the messenger of the covenant in whom you delight, behold, he is coming. That's the Lord. The messenger of the covenant is the covenant of righteousness, the new covenant, the new message. He's coming. The Lord is making this message known. And we're telling you he's coming. And we're making known his knowledge of his words. The carrier of the words. The king is coming to fulfill his word. He already opened the sealed judgments, he already opened that in 2003 with the, with the bow rider the first horse was a spirit which gave authority for the bow and the, those who would receive the bow to speak the words of god jesus is the shining shaft the words of the arrows of god we're to speak forth his words that give light and if we do that as he says in john 5:24, we'll receive everlasting life and pass through these judgments that is receiving the crown everlasting life is a crown of life So you would get that by hearing the words of the voice of the Lord and believing in the promises of the Father. And that gives you the the, the ability to pass through these judgments. God is offering that to everybody who will hear. We must hear. But what I'm pointing out, and I want you to understand this, he came riding in a donkey at that time because why? The people had not received the words. They rejected him. They crucified him. Not even his own disciples understood He told them to take even just one sword to the garden, but they took a metal sword. If they had had knowledge of one word, it would have been enough to change all of Israel and save the Lord from the crucifixion. But even his disciples that had walked with him for three and a half years did not get the understanding of the words. Even though he had spoke to them about it, even though the Father had given a prophetic word about it, they could not understand. They even saw the transfiguration on Mount Hormon. Lord, we need to understand this is very important at this time. You came because you said you're going to come the same way, but this time you said your donkey's going to be a messenger. Even with Balaam, you had the donkey speak to him. It's always been symbolic. Even when you were going to be born, you came riding into Bethlehem in the womb of Mary on a donkey. A donkey's the humble carrier of the word. Adored, we must be humble at this time and we must carry the word because it's not us that you're pointing to, Lord, it's you. Your coming as that messenger of the covenant. You're making your word known, Lord, from the Zion, from the heavens, dear Lord. The, the firmament of the heavens is called Mount Zion. People want to attach that to, to a Mount of Olives and so forth. And yes, it's symbolic of that, but the true Mount Zion is your heavens. It is your mountain. And dear Lord, you sit at the top of it, And you're now, dear Lord, in that capstone, in the judgment seat, standing beside the Father. You're getting ready to come. You've been ready to come all this time. In Malachi 3.2, you say this, but who can endure the day of his coming? And we can understand that what you're talking about there is sun up, sunrise, the sun down. Because, dear Lord, it says in Malachi 4.2, your coming is the sun of righteousness, S-U-N, sun of righteousness, the light of righteousness, That's the way you're coming, and that's the way we should prepare the people. You're coming, dear Lord, to make known the words to those who will set themselves apart. Dear Lord, you said you would also come. Dear Lord, you said, very importantly here, said who can stand when he appears? Because when he comes, he's going to give the plague of Tessarit, the plague of death that's coming. Even the fourth spirit is the plague of death. That means the plague is going to cause these people not to be able to stand physically stand because the plagues are going to be on them so badly their bones are going to wither their bodies are going to have that plague all over it and those who've rejected the words and spoke against them are going to lose their eyes they're going to dissolve in their eye socket and their tongues are going to dissolve in their mouth because they spoke against the word of god and they would not see his testimony says in romans 1 18 to 25 that his all the creation bears witness to his truth and they would not see it they did not see him when he came the first time. They would not recognize it. And even now when they can understand it, they still won't recognize it. And he warned them about the fig tree. And he gave you a second warning on the second day when he came into the thing. And they had a young fig tree. And what happened to it? It was unripe. It didn't produce any fruit. Even though in this day, when the day of the Lord is coming, fruit will come up overnight. It's symbolic of that. And if the land was ready, if the people had prepared the land. It would have produced fruit immediately. They would have had their provision. They needed to overcome the world. It was symbolic of that. It wasn't ready. And therefore, the Lord cursed it. This time, he says, those are ready, the food, the grain will pop up. It will come for the people. It will provide the provision because the world won't have it. There's going to be war, and they're going to make sure that the stores are closed, distribution centers are closed. Everything is going to become an economic disaster because he's allowing this to do to themselves because they're being judged, they're being tested at this time, and when they bring about this evil, God is going to wrath is going to come up upon them because He's given them so much testimony of His coming, of His time, and He's made His words known these last fourteen years, and now it's going to be the judgment is upon them because it's coming in the first year of His seven year reign. The way of the first spirit is the way of the first of the seven spirits. The first spirit is the time when He separates light and darkness. Read it in Genesis 1, 1 to 5. That's the way of the first day of the creation. He never changes his ways. So in this first year, the day of the Lord that we're in now, that started with the spring, he's going to separate the light and the darkness. Are you ready for judgment? The donkey has been sent. The words have been made known. Now you should be looking for the messenger of the covenant and be ready for him, receiving his words and getting blessed. The reason he didn't pick a donkey from other places was he came to that city where the headquarters were. And the Lord at this time is coming through a Gentile way. It's through the Gentiles, the word will come back to Israel, and that's what's happened. He's used a donkey to make known the words. Now, are you ready for him? He never changes his ways. This time he's coming, and he's coming as king with great power and authority. They said his appearing. His appearing is going to be, you're going to see the results Of What he does you're going to see the judgment you're going to see the plagues upon the people you're going to see all these things occurring because you can read in the uh, revelations 8 1 to 4 that he's up in in the capstone of the heavens at the judgment seat of God taking the prayers of the people to the ones that come out and set themselves apart from the world. He said that he will not hear those who will not hear his words in this day of judgment. He will not hear your prayers. Read Proverbs one twenty four to thirty three. He will ignore your prayers. But if you set yourselves apart as he warned you to do in John seventeen seventeen and Joel two twelve to twenty, then he will hear your prayers and bring them before the Father. Lord, I pray that this is a help that might understand the meaning. of What about what that donkey was all about? And dear Lord, why he did that at that time? Because nobody else was ready to take the words in before him. Not even his disciples knew the message. They had been with him They testified other good works, and that's the way the prophets, healers, and so forth are today. Which you said, Lord, in Matthew seven, twenty-one to twenty-three. So many are going to be shocked when you tell them, "Depart from me, you workers of lawlessness," because they would not hear your law of truth, which is the requirement, as you said in John seventeen, seventeen, to discern your words. And they should look carefully at Psalms one nineteen, one forty-two, and one sixty, and one thirty, and one o five, and verse nine. Lord, we pray that they will hear your word, and they will turn at this time. Lord, let them understand your words are here, and Lord, anybody who receives your words will be will be set apart and saved. But dear Lord, you warned them in John twelve forty eight, just a little bit further in that chapter, that you said they're going to be judged by your words that they would not hear. Lord, I pray that they will understand that you said in John chapter twelve and verse thirteen, dear Lord, you said that. In there, it's recorded. Blesses he who comes in the name of the Lord, which is the Word of God. Dear Lord, you say that in Revelation 19:13 that your name is the Word. And Lord, I pray that they will understand this, dear God. That that they that you're coming this time as the Word, you're gonna call it forth in all of the heavens. You're gonna rule the heavens with rod of iron. And dear Lord, you said you're gonna judge the people by your Word. So Lord, you're coming in the same way as you came before, but in a different, in the same way of the words of God but in a different manner, but it means the same. You're coming, dear Lord, as the king, but you're coming with your word. You're going to show up, dear Lord, to speak your words and judge the people by your words. Lord, I pray they'll understand that. Lord, I pray they will hear before it's too late. In Jesus' name, amen. With the Lucky Landslots, you can get lucky just about anywhere.